0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work.
1: Shopify.com slash work. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST.
2: This is The Guardian. I had to go about it, write it out, and
1: find
2: it myself. And there's some stories I can-
3: Welcome to the final word Ashes Daily. I'm Emma John and I'm in the UK where temperatures are sub-zero while my Australian colleagues Adam Collins and Geoff Lemon are in Sydney where it's a balmy sun-dappled 26 degrees. Maybe it's not always the scoreline that's making me bitter. England fans who tuned in yesterday when their team put on its most confident performance of this Ashes tour may have been hoping for more good news this morning. Well, here is the good news. England did not lose a wicket on the second day of the Sydney Test. The bad news is that they only faced four overs because Australia batted all day and declared on 416 for eight. Also, Zach Rawley sort of did get out for a duck. I mean, he definitely nicked the ball to slip and Markwood definitely got out of his seat and started to make his way to the door to act as night watchman. But then it turned out that Mitchell Stark's front foot was over the crease by the barest of margins. Take from that what crumbs of comfort you will. The worst thing for England was that they didn't bowl badly. They just couldn't get Osman Khawaja out. On his first test outing in three years, the 35-year-old showed the kind of poise and perspicacity that England's top order have failed to locate for, well, three years. His 100 partnership with Steve Smith came off 235 balls and he stayed calm as Stuart Broad threatened to run through Australia's middle order, first peeling Smith's outside edge, then dismissing Cameron Green with the score 242 for 5. Khawaja didn't flinch. If anything, he found his flow with the lower order. He brought up his century on the stroke of tea while in harness with his captain Pat Cummins after four overs that had yielded 24 runs when Kawaja traded his cashmere smooth driving for some masterful cutting and pulling. Broad got him eventually on his way to a well-earned fifer, but England weren't aided by an injury to Stokes that saw him out of the attack from lunchtime onwards or by Mitchell Stark, whose lusty tail-end hitting has been a regular piratical feature of this series. Stark added 34 off 60 here and Nathan Lyon topped off Australia's innings with a big swung six, setting a big first innings target of 416 to a team that's currently averaging 375 per test match. Make of that what you will. Adam and Jeff over in Sydney are about to let you know what they think.
2: Day two at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the fourth Test match, it, it was it was, it was, was a day of ups and a day of downs. It was a wonderful day for Usman Khawaja with the 100 that he made. It, it was a day for England of, of moments. There kept being moments where it looked like they might just get through and then they couldn't quite get through. There was always somebody in the way and it ended up being a grind of a day. It ended up being a, a lot of hard work towards a declaration. Not a declaration for a huge score, but a declaration for a long score. Australia, with the help of rain on day one one, kept them in the field for the whole first couple of days and and declared with just a few overs before stumps.
4: Yeah, and this wasn't the highest degree of difficulty for Usman Khawaja in his career. He's played tougher innings. He's probably probably played better innings, if I think about the the century at Wellington uh, back in 2016 or at Adelaide later in 2016 when he was just peerless. However... This will be the one I reckon that that he looks back on in 10 or 15 years and thinks is is maybe the most special uh, on the basis that uh, it was unexpected. You go back a few weeks and he might have thought, yeah, look, there was that outside possibility I was going to play this summer. Didn't quite come off despite the weight of runs at shield level. They went the other way. They went the younger way. That's how it plays out for some players in their mid-30s. So long, farewell, Mm -hmm. amen, all the rest of Mm -hmm. it. But in Kawaja's case, he, he now gets the chance to have this whole new career uh, because of what he did today. He needed to take advantage of this opportunity, even if he was fairly phlegmatic about it when talking about the opportunity, calling it Travis spot, calling himself effectively an understudy. Mm -hmm. By virtue of the 137 he's made today, and yeah, he was dropped on 27, but everyone needs a bit of luck to make a century. Um, He now guarantees that the conversation will be, where in the top six does he bat through 2022? So not should he be in the top six. He's moved the conversation on in the space mm-hmm. of four hours. And that is quite the achievement given a week and a half ago
2: he was he was wearing an orange bib. I think yeah, I think that's an that's an interesting take on it, given that so I would look at it the other way, which is that it didn't it doesn't really matter what he did in this test match. He was he's in for one. Travis Head will come back in Hobart. And what I think Kawaja has cemented is that he will definitely be next in when someone is needed because they will be needed pretty soon. This is the way that cricket goes. There's always someone coming in or out of the side. Yep. They'll play nine Test matches in Asia. He can open. He can play middle order. He can do whatever it is. But I don't necessarily mean think that that means he's going to play in the next Test, for instance. Oh no,
4: not a way. I should say I, I don't don't misunderstand what I mean by that. I don't think he'll play at Hobart next week. My point right. is is that. Uh, the question is kind of answered by this innings. Is he in – I mean – Who's the smear? This is kind of a a roundabout way of me saying I think he'll open and I think Marcus Harris will lose his spot, which I think is kind of like desperately unfair for a bloke who – Didn't do well in the first two test matches, but kind of turned a corner last week Mm -hmm. and looked good yesterday. And you feel like he's actually now laying the foundation for what might be a productive test career. However, um, and and there's another point here about depth, and you're right, in Mm. Asia, the probability of using the same top six for nine tests is next to zero. Simon Kadic talks at great length about you need eight or nine guys who are going to fill that team, and Khawaja is going to be one of those eight or nine. I suppose my point is that prima facie, is he one of Australia's best six players? I mean, of course he is.
2: And in primer facie, is he a better player than Marcus Harris? Yes, of course he is. Like, there's no, and, and, and it's it hard, be, isn't it?
4: Because Harris has done. I feel, de- I feel bad, yeah. to say that, but it's just kind of the way
2: it is. It, Harris has had a good couple of Test matches, yeah. and you know, I, he's he's a nice fella, and I wish him well. I mean, so. It would also be criminal. If Australia went to Pakistan for the first time in 25 years and Usman Khawaja wasn't in the 11 and Marcus Harris was, if that was the equation, I mean, just just on symbolism alone, (laughs) to have a player who's born in Pakistan, comes to Australia, is raised here, represents Australia, and and what that would mean for the sense of connection between the two teams and the two countries versus uh, a Rando Sheffield Shield player who's good at the Junction (laughs) Oval. um, (laughs) It's just not the same thing. It just wouldn't wouldn't fit.
4: Uh, Yeah, we love narrative and you know, it it is a sense of coming full circle for his career. Like this week was too, by the way. I mean, you know, the reception he received upon reaching three figures, it wasn't quite the Steve Waugh, Richard Dawson moment, but it wasn't a million miles away from that. The way the crowd was last over before tea, uh, with Cummins needing to get a single, Mm. doing so with three balls to go nowhere near the same as Steve Waugh back in 2003 here but you know there was if you sort of squinted it and kind of you know want to make it feel that way you could make it feel that way the and it was a beautiful was moment the, yeah, warmth the warmth was there exactly in, right, and, yeah. and
2: and I, I noted that you know Kawaja turned around and opened both arms to the crowd and it was as though they were opening their arms to him yeah you know sure he may play for Queensland now but he's a New South Wales oh, no. player he's a Sydney boy
4: he's a Randwick Peterson player yeah uh who who you know left New South Wales a number of years ago mm. had a lot of success for Queensland but he, he's one of theirs and that's great like I love the idea that he still thinks of this as his home ground as well uh that's a lovely part Of the Kawaja story is that he's kind of owned by two states. And you could say, Mm. I mean, if you want to extend the comparison, extend the analogy.
2: State of origin will be played for Wisman (laughs) Kawaja. He will be the trophy.
4: Yeah, I mean, coming back to your point before about this lovely full circle thing. Born in Pakistan, returning there as an Australian cricketer. At Baggy Green he probably thought might be in the draw or maybe put up on the wall Mm. on a mount or something in in Mm -hmm. six months' time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead, he'll get to wear it probably Maybe
2: used to serve M&M's. Wouldn't that be a flex (laughs) if you walked around a party offering people peanut M&M's? Well, this is the the book
4: I often read to Winnie. uh, Winnie the Pooh book where they don't yeah. have They don't have anything to collect the berries in. So wow. when he takes the hat off and they collect the berries in that, okay. maybe it could have been the same solid, for Usman. Solid. I, I quite liked Usman's uh, kid. Uh, uh, Daughter, rather, she's a kid, young know, kid. Daughter, offspring, um, offspring, um, being uh, raised to the raised to the crowd when he yeah. when he made the hundred. She had not a clue what was going on, nor should she. I don't know how old she is, probably a, a year or thereabouts. Yeah. But uh, she'll go down, and uh, when she's an older kid, I'm, I'm sure, and that, that family, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll reflect on those as very special moments. And I
2: wonder if that's a you know a, a, a turn of phrase we could use as a hat full of berries. Well, isn't that just a hat full of berries? <laughs> you know, a pile full can, of berries. I couldn't give a hat full of berries, <laughs> sir. Um, all right. So, now, In terms of the quality of the innings, before we move off, I, thinking, I thought it was an outstanding innings. I thought, okay, the drop catch, it wasn't like a massive mistake. It was a fast outside edge that hits the wicketkeeper's keeper's leg yeah. and then happens to bounce near a slip who may have taken it on the rebound. But it wasn't, uh, you know, the, if there wasn't a slip in there, you wouldn't really say it was a, it, it wasn't one that Butler could have caught. It just hit him. It just went straight out him, him.
4: I think folks paying burstow to get in a better position to take it. Okay. I Maybe. mean, this is just my thing with sure. Butler. I mean, you know I love Joss and you know, yeah. like all my all my biases declared. Yeah. Um he shouldn't be keeping. Mm. I mean, he is he is uh, he should be if you're gonna play him, he's a top six player or, or Batting seven and with Bastro at six, they tried that for a little while yep. too. But I mean, there's a reason he's got one stumping at Test level, right? Mm. Um, he's not good up to the stumps. Nowhere near okay. as good up to the stumps as those three guys I mentioned before. Anyway,
2: yeah. I'm just... so, so maybe that maybe that was maybe that was the case. But I thought so. Kawaja comes in at 117 for three on the first evening, yep. and if he gets out there, and Cameron Green's coming in next with no runs behind him, oh yeah, for Australia sure, Australia may be in trouble at that. Absolutely, point. they may be in trouble going into you know a few more overs left in the day coming into the second morning and all the rest of it. Instead, he sees it out till stumps. Then he toughs it through the first session. Just doesn't even really bother scoring. Just bats through the first session with Steve Smith scoring a bit more readily at the other end. They go through unbeaten. And then after lunch... Smith's the one who gets out to Stuart Broad. I mean, I've rarely been more surprised in my life to see Steve Smith get out. <laughs> he looked so good. He looked so confident. still so that composed. over, right? Until yeah. that
4: over when he gets beaten by a beauty, then shoulders, arms, a la what he did at Lord's uh, with Chris, Chris Wakes, Wakes. Yeah, And then he's out two Except balls it, it later. Except he hit him
2: just a bit too high. And so yeah. it, it wasn't it's out on VRS. Worth having a look. Yeah. And then he... Does an, another unsmith-like thing, which is he has a ball just outside off stump and he followed it. He just poked at it and he doesn't do that. He doesn't chase the ball, but he just prodded and nicked it behind. Sixty-seven, uh, and and that was that was the big wicket. But Kowaja, he left better than Smith did. He was more yep. patient than Smith was. He he waited it out and then he very occasionally attacked when he felt like that was the, the delivery. He went after short balls when they bowled. He, he played the pull shot, and later in sort of after the almost after tea, when he was when he was past a half century and, and 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 moving along, sorry after the lunch break, he he started playing offside. He started driving through cover, and he started playing away behind point. But he didn't do it much. It wasn't that sort of extravagant. It was Kawaja, you know, I'm just going to play a bunch of cover drives because I can. He was he selected his targets very, very deliberately. It was, it was the most controlled sort of innings that I've seen.
4: Yeah, I mean. it was more in the mould of the 100 he made at Adelaide in 2016 yeah. than the 100 he made at Wellington yeah. in 2016. For those who listen to the final word religiously, you will know, know the distinction I'm yeah. making. If you don't, you can go back and <laughs> listen to old episodes of our podcast. We've been making it for a very long time. Um, hey, can I just shift? I mean, Uzi, gem of an innings. Yep. Um, just, uh, your note, I didn't mention Alex Carey in that group of wicket keepers <laughs> before. Averaged sixteen in the series. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of very competent catches early on. He's missed a couple that he hasn't gone for and probably should have. Mm. Um, wasn't a great dismissal today. Right,
2: no, very ugly. Oh.
4: Not completely sold. Mm. Not completely sold that he's still the Australian Test keeper in two years' time. And that is no reflection on his leadership capabilities, his yep. character. I want him to be successful. Sure. He feels to me like the guy if he can, if he can find the right combination mm. um, as a test player. I mean, he's going to be a massive asset for Australia because of the way he can put the foot down and score quick runs. But yeah, not completely sold, especially when Cameron Green's not making runs.
2: I think it's about leash. And I think Kerry will get Cameron Green leash. Like they'll get a lot more room than other players would yeah, to yeah. come good. Um, but I've never understood why Kerry has been talked up as the next big thing with the bat when he's got a first-class record of about 30. We every 74 last year and made Made four first-class hundreds, including one against the Test attack. So I think that, yeah, like but he was
4: the World made up two or three
2: years ago, as no, the next big batting thing. But I for think Australia it's because
4: la- not. I reckon it's last year. I
2: reckon if, if but if, before that, it was it was coming off the 2019 World Cup, even into the 2019. But remember that the, the he, well he played well in the World Cup, and everyone said he played well in the World Cup. He should be the next Test keeper. Well, I don't think people were watching it as a closely people as people that.
4: Well, I, you know, who, as Margaret Thatcher said, "Who are these people and where do they live?" It. And I'll have a conversation <laughs> to them. Um, the, the 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 point here is that serious people were saying when he got picked for South Africa. This is a nod to the post-pain era. Yeah. This is the real bit. The real Mm. bit was when he got picked to go to South Africa, it was, well, he is, he could bat in the top six now, because he's shown it at shield level. The problem is it's just not translated yet. And maybe that's partly a function of the fact that Australia's top five, exclude green, top five, have for the most part fired two huge partnerships between Warner. And Labuschagne in the series, there was a big Smith and Labuschagne partnership yep. at Adelaide. The point I'm making here is that is that they haven't needed Carey to play a crucial innings no. as yet. So maybe with the acid on, as it was in the World Cup, for example, that would change the way he plays. But yeah, there, there's just yeah. there's a little bit there that needs to be resolved before Asia, because but that's to, not a good place to be on work experience today.
2: The way you know, the sh- so he played a big slog sweep sort of thing across the line at Joe Root. From way outside his off stump, reached for it, top edge, bit of bit of dust came off the pitch as it came up and, and he skied it and Johnny Besto took a good catch running back. Now, it wasn't it wasn't five for 500 when he played that shot. It was about five for 300. No, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They weren't a million miles in front. But, but it
4: wasn't five for 100 either. I suppose no. the point I'm making is that I would love to see Alex carry at five for 100 yeah. at some point because I reckon that charged with the responsibility of doing that, he doesn't play that sweep shot. Sure, though. I'm sure he doesn't.
2: But it yeah. still felt a little bit incongruous to yeah. be doing it with a sort of in between score, even though against England's batting, 300 is probably good.
1: Finding your perfect home was hard.
2: Stuart Broad, Stuart Broad today was... Disco Shoes. Got to up some dough playing pick pack <laughs> Disco stew does not advertise. <laughs> did you know the fish in your shoes are dead? <laughs> I know, I can't get them out of there. Um, Disco <laughs> stew had a great day. It really had to work hard today and really did the lifting five for 101, was it? Uh, I felt for him
4: getting whacked for six by Nathan
2: Lyon last four of the innings. I mean, he should have had, you know... To raise the time.
4: Having a little sidecar with the uh, with the one in front because he mm. bowled bloody well. Mm. Um, I know the ball to green was more batsman error, but you've got to put it up on the dance floor to use it to keep going with the Disco Su mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the way he worked over Smith, we already talked about that. Earned his FIFA, took his wickets at 50 at Sydney before this yeah. week. Just another reminder of the botching that was not playing him at Brisbane. I'm sorry to be repetitive and banging on about it, but it is
2: glaring when you can see when he gets on top, how effective he can be. Yeah, I, I have it on good authority that he is both big and bad, and also some say better than his dad. Um, you know, something I heard around the ground, a little bit of inside mail for you um, from those of us on the ground. But I, I I liked his his endurance today, his determination. He's a stubborn bugger, and he really had to be a stubborn bugger because there was no partnership that was really dislodged easily you know even when even when you thought England might get a run on Pat Cummins bats for a while makes 20 odd Mitchell Stark bats for a while makes 30 you know Kawaja just keeps going and going there was no run of wickets there yeah. was no there was no sort of exhilaration bit to get the blood pumping and Broad just had to keep coming back for another spell Mark Wood did it again I, I don't know what it is about Mark Wood this series but he, he can't take bags of wickets but he bowls so well you know is there a point at which you're not unlucky anymore is there something about his bowling that means he's hasn't taken a hatful, or has he just been unlucky? I think, I think he's, he's been tried unlucky. so hard.
4: Yeah, I mean, the pace he's bowled out, the way he's, the way he's changed the the, the nature of the Australian players' defence. Mm. He'll, he'll bowl far worse than he has in Australia and have a bumper series yeah. at some point.
2: The number, he had a few today missing the outside edge again, where he was, and there was a point he he beat Pat Cummins twice in a row, and there was a point where he just, you know, Mark Wood's usually pretty cheerful, but he just kind of put his hand on his head and he was like, "What do I have to do?" Just, buddy, can I buy an edge? You know, <laughs> it's Help a rubbish
4: sport uh, for yeah. most people. Most of the time, it's yeah. just a reminder of that. Uh, just a, a, a pop quiz. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know the answer. For players that have had more than one innings in this series, who leads the batting averages? Uh,
2: for more than one innings it was Usman it Khawaja leads the batting averages. F- for so all players, my with 137 got my of water uh, the Mitchell Stark
4: 75.5. Mitchell Stark 75.5. He, he's reached 20 in all bar mm. one innings, and that was 19, I'm pretty sure. Mm. So uh, another red Inca today. Yep. He actually played quite conservatively. I'm not sure if that was by design mm. or, or if that was um or if that was because Kawaja was sort of leading the way, but nonetheless, um, yep. Just Stark, in there. Stark's now ahead of, I mean, this is quite preposterous in a way, but Stark's ahead of Stokes on the international all-rounder rankings right now. I don't, I don't think that's a very worship well, cool but it's I'm, just reflective of how Stark's batting since 2000 and let me get this right uh-huh. the end of 2019 he's averaging 33 or something like that a smaller sample size than it would have been before but you know it's reflective of the fact that he had that great start to his career averaging 30 through until the first test yep. against India in 2017 averaged 13 for the next three years and now he's averaging above 30 again mm-hmm. so it's just as a reminder that he's a pretty good cricketer and Pat Cummins at eight um, he, he took 23 balls to get off the mark. He's got a most solid defence and you're going to need that. I keep thinking ahead to Asia. You need a solid defence in Asia. We're about to get rained
2: on. We are. Can I also point out, uh, that? okay, leave Chris Wokes out of it who's averaging 24 in the series with the bat. Uh, Say, sort of current players or specialist players, but actually all other players. England have two players in the series averaging more than 20 with the bat and they are Milan and Root. Everybody else, the next best is Johnny Bairstow at 20.00. So... Yep. What sums it do up, say? doesn't it? Do yeah, it
4: does. And it look, it could have been a lot worse tonight had I mentioned at the start mm. but, uh, had, had Crawley... Uh, had, rather had, Stark had Stark not overstepped, not, had Stark not overstepped by you know the proverbial bees, then mm. um, then Crawley's gone for naught and it's 54 ducks for England in 2021, and they start <laughs> with a duck in 2022. <laughs> but they both return tomorrow yeah. on two and on that, just by the way, with a really good opportunity. Two young men trying to find their way. Crawley averaged 11 last year. Hamid averaged 18. Mm. Neither of them are allowed to play in England in the home summer. They both need to lay a marker or two they've got Mm. four innings left in reality in this series you know reaching 50 against Stark and Cummins is absolutely not for nothing Lyon as well uh, and Bowen, let's not forget him. Yep. So, you know, there is there are marginal gains for these guys who are on the periphery of the best 11 and yet to really establish themselves.
2: Young man, there's no need to feel down. The final word, Hall of Fame, where we pick the most final word, Hall of Fame moment of the day. Yes, that's very <laughs> well said. Uh, I, look, I suppose Crawley's non-dismissal could be up there, I suppose. Oh,
4: I think from the Crawley non-dismissal, have you seen the footage of Davey? No Oh I love him How can you I think can we reach the point now Can we have a moratorium On hating David Warner I know there's some people out there Who'll probably never get over The sandpaper Mm -hmm. bit Or any of the other bits For that matter But Davey Catching the ball At first slip And then blowing on his hand To say how fast it came And like (laughs) (laughs) And then seeing the no ball You've just got to love him Little Davey Warner Aussie Battler Mm -hmm. um, You know We're we're probably watching His last Ashes series at home He's an entertainer Uh, You know He's committed wrong He's been wrong in the past He'll probably be wrong in the future, yep. but he always keeps things interesting, so that's part of my Hall of Fame nomination today.
2: I, I, I liked him bringing out the box of new balls so the cameras could see him going through them about 15 <laughs> overs before the declaration, <laughs> so that they'd start having declaration <laughs> speculation. Well, I think as well,
4: <laughs> don't you think it's probably because he knows they're going to all take the piss about sandpaper as well?
2: Well, probably. In
4: his own in yeah. his own weird way, he probably he quite enjoys all the gags on Twitter about that. You know what he's like? Yeah. He's, he, yeah. The, the, the rough and tumble,
2: it kind of works for him. Um, so so that was, that was up there. Nathan Lyons 6 was up there. the way he just came out and and mowed it all around the place. But I think for me, maybe it's slightly an anti, but also a Hall of Fame. Uh, It was on 99, back in the team for the first time in two and a half years, coming up to T. Can they get through to the break? Who does Joe Root bring on? David (laughs) Millar! What are you doing?! Joe! <laughs> David Milan! Like, I know you would be embarrassed if you got out to him on 99 and maybe it will make someone freeze up and, and, and like, crap themselves. But come on. Like, you've got Mark Wood in your team. You've got James Anderson in your team. It was the first time Root brought the field up for the spinners all yes. day was when the blokes on 99. Oh, we better the four out on the boundary, we better bring them in. And then I'm going to choose my part-time league spinner who Kawaja immediately nudges off his pads for three and brings up the 100. I mean, Jesus, I, I know people say that Ann Chappell's been banging on about Joe Root being a bad captain too much, but that was awful. I defended the Root-Leach thing yesterday on the
4: program. I can't defend four out for Smith when Leach is bowling around the wicket, as he should to Smith to open up the angle. There was deep mid-wicket, long on, long off deep point for his first ball to Smith. I, that's, to me, what, what yep. signal is that sending Leach? you know what signal was saying? You can't get Steve you Smith can't out. Bowl. You can't get and, and, and he did the and same. To Kerry.
2: Kerry was out there on about seven, and he had four on the no, three yeah. on the fence, and his and his mid on was halfway, but mid off was halfway back to the fence, so almost four out. I've got an anti, player. I've
4: got an anti hall of fame as okay. well. Um, uh, there were, if you include the uh, delayed start yesterday, eight rain delays in the space of four sessions here at Sydney. You keep doing your thing, a harbour city, uh, but, and we're probably about to get rain on in a moment <laughs> here. But the thing that goes in the anti hall of fame is Steve Smith trying to dictate terms about when they're going to go off. Yeah, that sucks. I mean. You're just gonna end up copying the same criticism that you always do when you do things like that. It's what it boils down to. People look at that in isolation, in the same way they look at labour and looking at the pitch yesterday and doing that. Yeah. They're gonna go, YouTube likes just like yep. just step back from the flame a little bit sometimes. You don't get to tell the umpires when you come off the field. That's yeah. their job.
2: Yeah. And, and it seemed to be that Smith was so worried about his bat getting rained on that, like, as soon as the drop fell, he turned around and started running he off. He actually started you running can't off. Do At that. one
4: point, he was halfway, well, maybe a third of the way to the rope before the umpires had even yeah. consulted. It's a dreadful look.
2: And the rain delay was about 30 seconds, and then they took about 15 minutes to come back on. And if I can also line up Stuart Broad again for the Celebration Appeal, just stop doing it. He did yeah. it about three times today. Only one of them was out, and that was after a review. Like, come on. Turn around. Do we, it. we have
4: yeah. to get this law amended. It's yeah. Law 42, isn't it? Yeah. it? It doesn't capture what we're talking about at the moment because anyone who appeals, so it could be the wicket keeper yeah. appealing, that constitutes asking the question. Yeah. Broad running straight out to gully or backward
2: point to celebrate. It's not asking a question.
4: It's, it's him not. It, they've just got to tweak the language. It should there. be, anyway. yeah, so
2: should, the bowler should have to appeal if they want a wicket off their bowling. Yeah, I agree. And so if you run off celebrating, that's not an appeal. Anyway.
4: There's a way through this. Sorry, we're in the weeds here. We've been going for, what, 22 minutes? We're within our rights to get in not the weeds. Not long
2: enough. Uh, That'll do that, won't it? (laughs) I think that is the final word, Ashes Daily, for the day. Jeff Fleming and Adam Collins, we're doing this every day, that there is ashes. There are ashes. I never know whether I'm supposed to do that as a plural or a singular. Uh, Anytime there is a a day of ashes cricket, we will be doing this show. Uh, Thank you for listening into it. We do lots of other shows as well. Check the podcast feed. Find us on patreon.com slash the final word if you want to get involved. And otherwise, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.
1: I had to go
3: That's it for today. Thanks from Adam, Jeff and me for listening. We will see you back here tomorrow. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave us a rating or review because that will help other people like you find us. This episode was produced by Sophia Tarek. The final word is produced by Bad Producer Productions and edited by James Hurley. And the executive producer is Miles Martinoni.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
2: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone